The Florida Panthers continue to flex their home muscles on their way now to 22-3-0 at home, returning from the West Coast and defeating the Vegas Golden Knights in their return at home. We're going to discuss that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your first listen of the day. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, January 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman 12 the show account on Twitter is at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And the Panthers are back at home. They made their return after being out on the road for nine days. And it was a difficult road trip for the Panthers. You're in different cities, going through different routines, not being in your comfort zone. And after the Panthers go 3-2-0 and at, on the road, they're back at home in a place they're comfortable in, coming to this game 21-3-0 at home, and then continuing that home dominance in this one. But, man, the Florida Panthers, they... They were challenged by Vegas. This was this was a game where the Vegas Golden Knights got out to an early lead midway through the first period. Robin Leonard was great for the Vegas Golden Knights, a, a true number one goaltender. Of course, he has more of a workload talking about um, with Tony, Tony Cardasco la, last night on, his, on the episode of Locked On Panthers about how he's had more of a workload and how he's starting to really develop into that number one starter for the Vegas Golden Knights. And he really... He really kept the Vegas Golden Knights really in this game. And, of course, they they aren't 100% healthy. Of course, Jack Eichel's still not playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. But they did have the return of Max Pacioretty off of injured reserve. And they did have former Florida Panther Riley Smith um, activated off the COVID list for um, the Vegas Golden Knights as well. So, And the Panthers, man, when when you talk about a team – that when it comes to close games of when they have a lead and keeping leads as well, the Florida Panthers just continue to find ways over and over and over again to just um, keep on to those leads. They You don't see leads slip with this team, and especially at home. Now the Florida Panthers, they're 22-0-0, carrying a lead to the third period. And that is a stat that I would have never thought would have happened for this Florida Panthers team coming into this season. We talk about all of last year about how last year was a foundational season for the Panthers and then going up against many contenders at home. We've seen them play against Colorado already at home. We've seen them play against Vegas in this one. We've seen them play Tampa Bay a few times. We've seen them play up against Boston, Pittsburgh, and most times they, they solve the issues and they come out away with wins and some of them are even blowout wins at home and the dominance that this uh team continues at home is just incredible the one of the best home records in the nhl 
Um, and this was against a team that has been better on the road than at home too. We talked about how Vegas is a, is a little bit uh, more of a better road team than they are uh, a home team. But the Florida Panthers, they got Gus Forsling back in this one. Um, this um, He was activated off of COVID protocol. And in this one, Max and Mammon has been placed on uh, injured reserve uh, for the Panthers. He was in morning skate um, the, the, the day of the game, and he was listed on that top line, but somehow uh, sustained an injury um, in the middle of the morning skate to the start of the game in be- somewhere in between. And Owen Tippett was... Uh, was inserted back into the lineup and the former top 10 pick for the Florida Panthers, um, Andrew Burnett talked about it uh, after the game, how when you're not getting your opportunities, how it could be uh, frustrating for a, a young player like Owen Tippett and the, the opportunities are going to come. And sometimes it could be frustrating when, when you don't, when you don't. And is and here's a, I have the quote written down by uh, Andrew Burnett is like, if you get chances, success usually follows. And when you start worrying about it, that's when you don't. So talking, Andrew Burnett talked about a little bit about the mindset of Owen Tippett coming into, into this game and now getting those top line uh, minutes with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhey, great opportunity for Owen Tippett and had multiple chances um, to score in this one. And got, you gotta be, you gotta be happy for a, a player like Owen Tippett, even though he didn't score, uh, you saw a little bit of a different energy from him out there as well for the Florida Panthers. And also I want to talk a little bit about Spencer Knight in this one as well. 51 of 53 in his last two games, 24 of 25 in last night's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. And let's, let's be honest. It hasn't been the best season for Spencer Knight. And so thankfully for the Florida Panthers, Sergey Bobrovsky has been able to pick up most of the load and, perform well to the level that the Florida Panthers don't have to worry about giving up four goals every single game. We've seen that a lot in the first two seasons under Bob's contract. And, but Spencer Knight, the the 20 year old kid and in the, in the presser, he was, uh, he was very calm, composed um, and just talking about, and, and he seems to be a guy who just seems to be locked in to what, what is going on. He was sent down to the AHL. We, we, Gave up that five, the five goals in the in the one and only start that he had there, and it was it it was something that a young goaltender needs a little bit of a pick me up, and that's what happened with Spencer Knight. And these these last two games for Spencer, the the game against Vancouver where the Florida Panthers were able to come out with a shootout win and help out their goalie, and then this one, uh, just give, after giving up that early goal, uh, the. The young goaltender just didn't didn't give up anything after that, and the play in front of him was well was was so well as well. And the this one felt like a playoff game. Even Andrew Burnett said it uh, after the game, where this this felt like uh, this felt like a, a a game that you would see in the playoffs. And of course, the only time that the only possible way that these two teams would be able to meet in the playoffs would be the Stanley Cup Final, the East versus West. So, uh, just. For the Panthers going up again against the Vegas Golden Knights team, Andrew Burnett talked about the energy when it comes to morning skate. He talks about you know the the guys want to be there based on how they show up in the morning skate. If they're energetic, if they come into the ice with smiles on their faces, wanting to come to work. The the, the thing is, the Florida Panthers want to come to work. The Florida Panthers want to come on the ice and play every single night. And of course. 
when you win a lot of a, a lot of that go the momentum goes into your practices it goes into your morning skates all of that and the the thing is the florida panthers from what i'm noticing is they're just not being they're not being complacent that's the thing they're not being complacent when it comes to coming even coming to practice and even coming to the rink every single day so that from that quote from andrew brunette talking about these guys wanting to be here that just is so telling about a team that just likes each other so much and of course the play on the ice reflects it too and it's just great to see that the florida panthers just continue to create that game in and game out so an exciting an exciting time as the florida panthers reached the 30 win mark the second team in the nhl to do it behind uh the colorado avalanche who did it last night against the boston bruins um and panthers now now plus 53 on the season for their goal differential incredible how they just continue to to uh rack up all these wins and it's going to really help their their case as they try to secure home ice advantage at least for the first two rounds um as they go for a division title but we're going to get more into the numbers and the breakdown of this game but first i want to tell you all about built bar and Built Bar would like to wish you a happy new year and new year and a new year's resolution. If yours is getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that which could be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy and it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret stashes at home, in the pantry, the office, car, whatever. Throw out all those sugary calorie filled treats and replace them with Built Bars so that when you're craving a snack or a treat, you'll reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and it's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. And welcome back to this Friday, January 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-1 to victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. And the lines looked a little bit like this for the Florida Panthers against Vegas. Carver Hagee. Alexander Barkov, Owen Tippett, Jonathan Huberto, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Mason Marchment, Anton Lindell, and Sam Reinhardt. Ryan Lomberg, Itulu Sturainen, and Frank Vitrano. Defensive pairings, Mackenzie Wieger, Aaron Ekblad, Gus Forsling, and Radko Gudis. Lucas Carlson, along with Brandon Montour, with Spencer Knight starting in this one. And this is a game that the Florida Panthers really controlled the pace early, getting the first five shots on goal. And Robin Leonard really kept the... Vegas Golden Knights really in in this game and multiple opportunities for the Florida Panthers really early on. Um, 
Vegas had a rush going the other way. Weger gets his is extends his his arm and gets a stick um, going the other way, deflects it, and then um, Anthony Duclair um, on a on a one timer on on a rush, and Leonard sa- says no. Um, and the though the Vegas Golden Knights did get a goal midway through the first period at 7:51. Um, seeing on that camera angle. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to see a different one, but from what it looked like, it looked like that Gus Forsling screened Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight went low, and then Zach um, White Cloud went went high on Spencer Knight. Goes top shelf, and um, it, it looked like that it it was a screen hit up high, and um, and yeah. So the it was a it was a one nothing uh, lead for Vegas early. Okay, um, midway midway through that, and for for the Florida Panthers. The physicality of this game, my goodness, 37 hits total for this Panthers team. And I and I looked and the eye test, just looking at the eye test alone, you saw a lot of hits for the Florida Panthers. Mason Marchman throwing the body, Owen Tippett Owen throwing the body, Radko Gudis. There was a stat actually for, for this game that showed the amount of hits Radko Gudis had. Um, in, we, we knew that Radko Gudis was leading the NHL in hits, but Radko Gudis is 20 more than the next guy in the NHL. So that intimidation factor that Radko Gudis continues to bring night in and night out is just something that when people have, when the players have the puck going towards him, uh, they won't say it out loud, but they see Radko Gudis is coming to, to them and that they have to maybe pump the brakes a little bit, maybe make another move going the other way to try to avoid a hit from Radko Gudis. And before I started recording, I looked up, I said, okay, the eye test said, saw many hits, and three players had five-plus hits, Owen Tippett, Mason Marchment, and Radko Gudis, those those three specifically. A little bit of a, of a worry the last few games with Mackenzie Weger. A, a lot of turnovers, one in the neutral zone, created a opportunity from Nolan Patrick. Uh, thankfully, uh, Spencer Knight came up with the save, and then L- Nolan Patrick also had a, a follow-through. And Nolan Patrick is a player who... Uh, a former number two overall pick. And there were, there was a lot of rumor rumors about uh, Ron Hextall when he was working with the Philadelphia Flyers about talking about how many other people in the front office wanted Kel McCarr. And then Ron Hextall said, no, we wanted Nolan Patrick. And hopefully Nolan Patrick in this better situation for Vegas ha- has more success uh, for, for Vegas. So hoping the best for him. And, like like I said, Robin Leonard was great, but the key to this game, the turning point, was the Florida Panthers' ability to kill penalties in this one. Carter Hagee gets mixed up uh, in right in the neutral zone uh, and and gets and and gets a penalty. It, it was it was a penalty on I, I believe it was Mark Stone uh, right in the neutral zone, and he saved the goal. That 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 was a penalty that Carter Hagee made a mistake in turning it over. And you had no choice but to get yourself tangled up with Mark Stone. And, of course, that 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 saved the goal. However, another shorty goal by your captain, Alexander Barkov. His fourth of the season. And Barkov creating the steal. Anton Lundell um, creating, um, going to, to the side and drawing three Vegas Golden Knights players towards him. And leaving Alexander Barkov wide open, and of course they were shorthanded. They were in transition, so not everybody was back. But still, all all the eyes were on the rookie Anton Lundell. That is a matter of respect. 
when you have a player coming through the through through the offensive zone, everybody's drawing towards him. Everybody like Anton Lindell in his last 15 games is averaging a point per game. So he's coming alive in the season and is what uh, he is a candidate for the Calder Trophy. I don't know if he'll win it based on he's a, he's on a contending team. He's playing a bottom six role versus what Lucas Raymond and more um, more Sider are, are doing in Detroit. Uh, and Anton Lindell still he has to be up there in 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 the Calder candidate, at least in, in the top five, maybe even top three um, for what he's doing lately. But man, the, the situation that Anton Lindell is in right now is something that Alexander Barkov wish he had when he first entered the league. And it's crazy that the Florida Panthers might don't know, might have three Calder trophy winners in the last 10 plus years. They could um, because John Huberto got it in 2011. Aaron Ekblad got it in 2014 Unfortunately, Alexander Barkov didn't get it in 2013. But hey, I mean, when when you have players coming into the league by storm right after um, being drafted, it, it, it's just it, it's just a credit to the scouting department on how they are able to evaluate talent. But in Anton Lindell's situation, the, the, he he slipped to 12, while the other two are top three picks. So the and scouts were saying how Anton Lindell was struggling to find an offensive game that everyone knew his defensive presence, but scouts were saying they don't know about his offensive game, but you know what? Florida Panther fans, we shouldn't care. They slipped the Anton Lundell slipped to Florida and the Florida Panthers. They took advantage of, uh, of that and getting, getting that shorthanded goal by Barkov, the, the, the two former roommates and, and Barkov mentoring, um, Anton Lundell Barkov after the game talked about how Anton Lundell is consistently wanting to learn uh, when coming in that he's like a sponge. So it's, it's just great to, it's just great to see, but going back to penalty killing and shortly after the Florida Panthers made it two two one, um, they, they kill off the penalty that Verhage had uh, 43 seconds of it was left in, in going into the second period. And the, um, and Sam Bennett, Going coast to coast on that one, he gets a career high in goals. Now at that time it was 19, but shortly after, Lindell gets hooked by Haig on the breakaway, and then the Florida Panthers on the on the on their power play get a penalty of their own with with about 30 seconds left on on their uh on their power play, and kills a little bit of of momentum there for for the Panthers. They get a too many men on the ice penalty, but still. The Florida Panthers were able to kill off anything that the Vegas Golden Knights were throwing um, at them. And looking up quickly of how many power play shots on goal that the Vegas Golden Knights had, looking at this real quickly, this is the thing about doing this live while on on YouTube versus uh, not. Power play uh, shots on goal for the Vegas Golden Knights, four of them in those three power um, in those three power play opportunities. And one of them resulted in uh, a shorthanded goal. One of them was uh, it was a result of some four on four with Bennett uh, running into Robin Leonard for a goalie interference. So the Florida Panthers didn't have all of their time of just down a man. And they also found a way to turn the puck over in the neutral zone and create an opportunity going the other way. And 
they eliminated a lot of slot chances as well from the Vegas Golden Knights. Just if you look, if you were to look on uh, Natural Stat Trick, um, seeing uh, where the shot charts for uh, Vegas, some of them were were right in front, but the, the Florida Panthers outshot them um, thirty um, thirty one to excuse me thirty two to twenty five in this one. So they eliminated a lot of slot chances early for. Uh, for Vegas. And again, once again, the, the hits on hits uh, for, for the Panthers and the Panthers throughout Gus Forsling being on the COVID list, they, they really missed them. They, 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 they really did miss them. That Gudis Forsling line was so great tonight. And Gudis getting, uh, um, laying the lumber, Gus Forsling getting into the passing lanes as well. Gus Forsling, I felt like every single time you saw him on the ice, he was getting in the passing lanes and creating something going the other way. Same thing with Gudis. And that that is something that the Florida Panthers did truly miss when, when, when he was on the COVID list. And the recovery, Uyghur early on in this game, was struggling and turning the puck over, but we saw Mackenzie Weger later on in the game creating uh, chances the other way. There was a specific uh, two-on-one that Randy Moeller break, broke down in the middle of the game of having his uh, his hand his arm extended on a two-on-one. He was all he was on an island by himself on on a, on a breakaway by Vegas on a two-on-one, and he was able to block a passing lane as well and not give an opportunity. Uh, for Vegas on Spencer night. And also there was another opportunity going the other way by Carter Verhage and Owen Tippett chances on two on one for Hagee gets one and, and Tippett uh, getting one, one arm extended to try to make it three, one at the time. And, and again, Owen Tippett's confidence when he's playing on the top line versus uh, playing on the fourth, you see a little bit of a different energy. And I've said this, Last season, I said this in the beginning of this season, and I'll say it now: you need to put top line minutes for Owen Tippett there. You need you need to put them with with the with the Alexander Barkovs and the Carter Verhage because that is going to help him keep going. And it, and even if Owen Tippett's future is not with the Florida Panthers, that is something that could possibly help his trade value. Let, let's be honest, because of course the rumors are there for the Florida Panthers in the Jacob Chikrin sweepstakes. And of course they want Anton Lindell and I'm not willing to trade Anton Lindell right, right now, or hopefully not ever uh, if if he continues this, but if you're talking about a ready-made prospect already and, and you see Owen Tippett performing well, you, you should want to cheer for Owen Tippett. And, and that, and that's the thing about, about all of this. You want to, you want to, you want to cheer for him. And, Andrew Burnett talked a little bit about late game situations and a luxury of having a third line out there in late game situations. And they were in on the on the on the on the defensive zone faceoff. They were in on the four check on on in the Golden Knight zone late in the game, trying to create an opportunity. And and Mason Marchment create creates a uh, an opportunity turns the puck tur- has the Vegas Golden Knights turn the puck over and then gets the empty netter and then another empty netter uh, and an unselfish play by Jonathan Huberto over to Sam Bennett. Twenty goals now leads the team and Sam Bennett averaging almost a point per game of just one point from just um, from averaging 
a point per game. And Sam Bennett was asked after the game by David Dwork of how much fun he's having. He talks about how he loves the weather. He loves coming to the arena. He loves the fans. He loves the team. And he loves the he just loves the overall situation that he's in. And that's what happens when you just have so much confidence in a in a in a confidence, excuse me, in a player. And what that can reflect on the ice. And the Florida Panthers doing just that. And as Nick Fairbanks of Panther Parkway jokes around saying, send them another two, send Calgary another two while while we're at it. So because that is a trade that the Florida Panthers are really liking right now and giving up a, a two twos but but just just great to, to to see and a lot and the before the empty net goals the florida panthers were just denying zone entries for the vegas golden knights not allowing robin leonard to go to the bench to bring the six on five when by the time robin leonard went to the bench and the six on five happened it was like a minute and 15 left so not a lot of time for vegas to to get the six on five going. So that is another thing that the Florida Panthers really did well towards the end of this game. And Florida Panther fans, another exciting win, 22-3 and 0 at home. And they just continue to, to just have the success. Barkoff, 200 goals now, 500 points. And this was a game where you didn't have your regular working around the puck and setting up plays because of course you had the Barkov shorthanded goal going the other way. Um, Bennett goes coast to coast and then you have your two shorties. So different types of goals were scored tonight and different types of ways of just the Panthers. Not, not, not really again, working around in the, in the offensive zone and just uh, making the Vegas golden Knights just as as, sometimes like a turnstile and create and creating those opportunities uh, going the other way. So the, the Florida Panthers, once again, 22-3-0 at home. And it's such an exciting time for the Florida Panthers uh, coming into back from a road trip out west. We're going to go over what's going on in the Atlantic Division and around the NHL and Saturday's matchup against the San Jose Sharks in the next segment. But first, I want to tell you all about Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scored total player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. But with the new year comes new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's Basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino game, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for, to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to this third segment of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day so going around the nhl and specifically the atlantic division the tampa bay lightning defeat the new jersey devils by final score of three to two the carolina hurricanes defeat the ottawa senators in a shootout by a final score of three to two the anaheim ducks defeat the montreal canadians by a final score of five to four and trevor zegris did the michigan again mid-game i was i was 
writing down some notes and then I get a text message saying Trevor Zegers did the Michigan again. And it's like, oh my goodness, the 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 highlight real goals that Trevor Zegers has done this season. I'm, I'm excited for when the Florida Panthers do play um, the Anaheim Ducks this season. That won't be until late in, later in March, and then the Anaheim Ducks will be in Sunrise uh, in April. And right now, uh, going in with about 10 seconds left in overtime, the Nashville Predators and Edmonton Oilers are tied at two. So it looks like that will be going to a shootout. Kings defeat the Islanders three to two. Uh, Kraken defeat the Penguins two to one in overtime. Blue Jackets defeat the Rangers five to three. Blues defeat the Calgary Flames five to one, and Canucks beat the Winnipeg Jets five to one. So those are the scores going around the NHL. And the Florida Panthers going into this game against the San Jose Sharks on Saturday. Uh, the the San Jose Sharks are led in goals by Timo Meyer and, and points by Timo Meyer as well. Uh, they did eventually. Uh, terminate the contract of Evander Kane after all of his situation that went on uh, throughout his time in San uh, in San Jose. And some news on Evander Kane is that he is now eligible to sign with any team that he so pleases. And he ended up signing with the Edmonton Oilers uh, for a one-year, uh, $2 million contract for the remainder of the season. Half of it is uh, bonuses for Evander Kane. And the San Jose Sharks, they're missing their number one defenseman in Eric Carlson, who will be out until March. So in this matchup, they won't be facing um, Eric Carlson. Um, and Thomas Hurdle is a player to watch um, for the trade block for the San Jose Sharks uh, as he is an expiring contract uh, going into this offseason. So with the San Jose Sharks not being really in contention um, this season, so we're gonna we don't we don't know whether they're going to extend Thomas Hurdle because now that they cleared the books on Evander Kane, uh, there there is room to possibly extend um, to, um, Thomas Hurdle and a former uh, first round pick from 2012, number 17 overall, um, making 5.6 this year at age 28. So he's he's probably looking for a a big dollar contract as they are. As the San Jose Shark has has is trying to clear some cap space going into uh, their rebuild, there of course they're a few years removed from um, making an appearance in the Stanley Cup final. Well, not a few years removed; they're they're now five years removed from it, um, and they're still dealing with the buyout of Martin Jones for the next five seasons. Excuse me, six seasons, including this one. So little bit of a tough situation cap wise uh for the San Jose Sharks and the Florida Panthers will be welcoming in an old friend uh to Sunrise Florida their former head coach Bob Bugner and Bob Bugner we 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 spoke we've spoken a little bit about him on the podcast of course uh spent two seasons uh with the Florida Panthers as head coach and a lot of the frustration happened uh with Bob Bugner of one of two things, not separating uh, Aaron Ekblad and Keith Yandel on the defensive pairings. That That's one. And another one was, of course, um, Aaron, um, not Aaron Ekblad, Jonathan Huberto and Alexander Barkov, just keeping them on the same line. And then the, the depth scoring and the separation of lines and creating those opportunities was just not there. So a lot of uh, mismanagement for uh, Bog Bugner during his time with the Florida Panthers. And a lot of the times, the Florida Panthers were also playing the whole games in hand situation where they would fall behind very early in the season.
teams his first season as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. They, the Florida Panthers ended up the highest point total without making the playoffs during during his time. So, And that was just a frustrating uh, season for, for the Cats. Let, let's not forget um, that very last game they needed the Philadelphia Flyers to lose against the New York Rangers. And then the Florida Panthers had that makeup game on the Sunday against the Boston Bruins because that game earlier in the season was postponed due to a snowstorm that happened in the Northeast. So it was just a frustrating situation all around throughout the first, uh, during, not first, during the, those both those two years with uh, the Florida Panthers. And Bob Boogner gets another opportunity. This time it's on a rebuilding uh, Sharks team, um, but wishing the best for Bob Boogner and, and everything in his uh, future endeavors. And we'll be back on Monday to break down the Saturday's game against the San Jose Sharks as they will be making their one and only trip to Sunrise. And the Florida Panthers after that will face uh, San Jose later in March as when they make their uh, California slash Vegas trip um, in the second to last week of March. So we'll be back on Monday to break down all of that and the weekend that was for the Florida Panthers and the, and the rest of the NHL. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked On Bets on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarah Velez signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day.